The Super Speedway Podcast is a Dream Bigger Media production. For news, photos, show notes, and information about advertising on the podcast, visit www.thesuperspeedway.com. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Super Speedway. Welcome to episode 89 of the Super Speedway Podcast, recorded Thursday, Thursday, not Tuesday, Thursday, December 6, 2018. I'm your host, Eric Young. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, James Cush. We just finished our 15 to 20-minute pre-podcast podcast that we will not air. No. <laughs> how's, it, how's it going, James? Good, man. It's been uh, it's been a while. Two yes. Weeks? Yes. It's, uh... it's weird. I was, uh, you know, I was thinking about that um, before we before we started tonight, and I'm like, man, I, I, you get so much into the routine of doing it every week. I know. And you, you know, the NASCAR season is so freaking long that, <laughs> you know, it's just ingrained. Right. And now I feel, I feel super rusty after missing a week. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll probably make all kinds of mistakes, but you know, we, we do it every week. It's yeah. Better. We don't really have a format to follow tonight. We have a big list of stories to talk about, but we kind of can jump around and do whatever we want to do. So. Uh, we're just gonna have some fun tonight and see how it goes and and go from there and I think that's gonna be the plan for the off season. Um, I we probably should have talked before we started the podcast about what we're doing next week and beyond or if we're doing next week, but I guess you guys can find out with us um, either today or next week if there's a podcast. Yeah. Well, one one thing you and I did discuss that we can probably share on on the podcast today is that if there is major breaking news during the off season, we'll, we'll hop on and do some even if it's just a short twenty minute pod. Yep. Um, you know, if something really major goes down, we'll be uh, we'll be able to jump on within that evening. I think we should be able to, you know, within a couple of, you know, maybe a day or two. But right. we should be able to. There's no reason we can't do it. Yeah, I want to um, want to keep kind of a regular schedule. But at the same time, let's we're going to enjoy our off season a little bit, too, and and not exhaust ourselves doing this throughout the off season. And yeah. before give us a little break before we get back to Daytona. So because yeah. it's going to come fast. Yeah, we were talking about Daytona right before we started recording. I was like, when? What's the weekend? Yeah. <laughs> I'm already looking ahead, which is crazy, but it's going to be 2019 here pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so, James, I, I mean, I, this isn't in the notes or anything, but since we're kind of talking about the off season, what do you do in the off season to, you know, that's not NASCAR related that keeps you entertained or whatever? I know you're not you're not uh, quite as diehard during the season of the NASCAR stuff as I am, but I know you got lots of stuff going on. What do you what do you do to, to kill the time? Well, we, so for us, it's been just absolute chaos from Thanksgiving <laughs> on because we have Thanksgiving and then we're in the holiday season Yeah. and my daughter's birthday. And it's just been, I feel like we, I haven't had any time to stop. Like it's just <laughs> been continuously going crazy. Um, other than that, it's, you know, pretty much business as usual, go to work and, <laughs> and everything, but you know, trying to trying to I, we haven't even finished decorating the house for christmas do you have it's, your tree up i did get the tree up so you're ahead of me then <laughs> the daughter was extremely excited about the tree and then decided she didn't want to help us with the ornaments so oh. me and the missus took care of that part see my rule is i will bring the tree up from the basement i will set the tree up i will help fluff out the the um the, the branches um oh yeah but i that's the work yeah, but I am not decorated. I am not a we our tree is is pre-lit and to me that is the decorate that's my part of the decoration. That's perfect. The, the yeah. lights are my part. As soon as the yeah. lights are up, I'm done and so that everybody yeah. else can handle the rest. Well, and, you know, I usually handle the outside lights like and I don't go I'm not extravagant about it, but yeah. we just haven't had we've been traveling 
to, you know, uh, you know, the southern part of the state here or, you know, whatever there. And I have not been able to get the lights done. So this weekend I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get them done. And all of my lights for my bushes were like all burnt out and broke. Uh, and I'm like, well, I guess that's not happening this year because <laughs> I'm just out of time. I'm out of time. Yeah, you're more extravagant than I am. See, I've got a couple. The first year we lived in this in this house, I bought a few things for the yard. But it's freaking cold out. And I don't want to go out and set stuff up in the cold. And I never think of it, you know, before it starts getting cold. Like, hey, maybe I should put some of this stuff up and then just flick a switch when, when it gets cold. So, and I'm also, I'm of the mindset that. Christmas doesn't exist until Thanksgiving happens. Like I don't right. want to talk Christmas. I don't want to hear a Christmas hear song. Right. I don't want to see a decoration. Nothing gets put up before Thanksgiving. So by the time Thanksgiving hits, it's cold. So last year, two, actually two years ago, the, they, those uh, laser light things were really popular where you just shine it on your house and it shines oh, lasers yeah. on your house. And I'm like, well, I'll just get one of those. Cause then I just have to plug one thing on uh, in out in the yard and I'm, you know, decorated and I've got air quotes decorated. And, and so at least it, I don't, we don't look like complete scrooges in our neighborhood because a lot of our neighbors decorate like crazy. And so I bought that two years ago. I don't know where it is. It's never been put up. It's never been plugged in. <laughs> so That's yeah, we, we don't have just any bought one of those today because nice. my wife's like, we need to at least do something outside. Yeah, but your wife works at a Christmas well, that, place. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was just going to say. Like, so my wife works at the world's largest Christmas store. Um, I'm not going to give them a big plug, but you can look them up. <laughs> um, so look, yeah, just look up the world's largest Christmas store. You'll stumble across it. Yeah. Uh, and she's married to the Grinch. So <laughs> I don't know. You are like, pretty Grinchy. That is true. Well, yeah. I, I don't even know I'm, about your anti-Christmas or anything, but you're, you're I, just a Grinchy person in general. I'm, yeah. Well, and so when I was a kid, my mom started buying me these nutcrackers. Like the full size, legit nutcrackers. And it was cool for a while, but now it's become a running joke in my family <laughs> and everybody's buying me nutcrackers. And I, now I have all of these, I have like 30 plus like foot tall, foot and a half tall nutcrackers. And I hate them. I hate them so much. <laughs> and we haven't gotten them out yet this year. And I'm really like, if I, if I stay quiet, they may not come out of the crawl space. And that's kind of my goal. <laughs> that they never appear out of the box that they're in. Just nice. stay in there and don't, yeah, don't, don't come out. I hate them so much. You just talked about it on a podcast and I know probably not a ton of our friends listen to the podcast, but somebody has got to listen to the podcast and, and now know that they need to figure out and a way to make this happen. I'm, I'm always going to be candid on the podcast, whether somebody hears it or not, I'm not going to be fake about it. So if, if Aaron is listening to this right now, honey, I'm not getting those nutcrackers out. I just texted you a picture and I'll share it here with the podcast as well of a Jeff Gordon nutcracker. <laughs> pretty glorious. That I'm going to have to find now and buy it for you just because That's I wasn't, pretty I wasn't aware of this nutcracker thing. So yeah, I have a Detroit lions one somewhere. Do you? And yeah, the funny part about the Detroit Lions one is, as they when they put the uh, the little symbol on the bottom, they accidentally stamped it upside down. I'll have to share that on Twitter this year or something. It's it's completely broken, <laughs> and they made and they made it that way. And I'm like, this is so perfect. This is exactly what it's like to be a Lions fan. It's too bad there's not I've, a Danica Patrick Nutcracker, because I mean, never mind. There's there's jokes there. I'm just gonna leave it alone. Yeah, just let it. Just let it. <laughs> let that one sit. We'll just let that one sit. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. So my off season is hockey. Um, we 
completely bail on racing like as soon as the NASCAR season ends. And I mean, I say we, I'm the only one who gets into racing during the summer. My, the rest of the family doesn't care that much. Um, they're dragged along a little bit with me working at the, at the local short track. So they get sucked into having to deal with it at least. But, um, and obviously when I travel to NASCAR, but, uh, so we switch gears to hockey, the boys play hockey. Um, and we go to, I, I take photos for the Saginaw spirit, which is an Ontario hockey league team, uh, here, not about an hour from the house. So yeah, that's my entire winter is just running around, taking pictures of hockey, um, watching the boys play, taking pictures of them. And, uh, and then as soon as hockey ends, usually the, the spirit will bow out of the playoffs at some point and about like usually a week or two before that happens, NASCAR starts. So, and then Tri-City starts back up a couple weeks, few weeks after the spirit are done and right back in the racing groove. So I don't get a break really from this. Yeah. Stuff. I don't understand how you guys, like I, I get why your house isn't decorated. <laughs> like I, We're never I home. Yeah. You guys are always <laughs> gone yeah. somewhere. It's crazy. This is my only night home this week. Well, this is my only night home this week because I scheduled myself to cover sports for work. On Tuesday, I covered. I scheduled myself for a game that didn't exist, so we could have done the podcast Tuesday night. I drove <laughs> all the way. I drove forty minutes to the game that I was supposed to cover to find out that it wasn't. It's actually Friday. I don't know how I screwed that up, but fortunately, I screwed it up, so I can't blame anybody else but myself. <laughs> so yeah, so this is the only free night I have this week, but that's my own fault. <laughs> right. Well, at least you got a nice drive. Hopefully, you listened to some good podcasts. Yes. Or... Yes, I did. Something. I did. They weren't NASCAR related though. Well, the NASCAR related I mean, podcasts get a little quiet this time of year. So no, they're you know I've been kind of hoping that Nate Ryan or somebody would have something, but nobody's doing anything. They're all kind of taking a break, and yeah, you know Jeff Gluck's off doing his dad stuff, and yep. everybody's pretty quiet on yeah. the NASCAR media side. You know what's not quiet though, James? The NASCAR the news. <laughs> the NASCAR news never stops. So I was like, you know, I've been paying attention during the last couple of weeks and just kind of seeing what popped up. And it's like, oh, there's something we can discuss. There's something. But it didn't seem like a real long list until I tried to put it together today. So let's let's start tackling these. We don't need to spend a ton of time on all of them. I'm sure we'll 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 pick the one that ends up being like the thing that we didn't think we were going to talk about. And we'll talk about it for two hours. But um, let's kick off with the probably the, the one of the two biggest surprises of the off season and nobody expected this. Nobody saw this coming. Um, Chase Elliott was named NASCAR's most popular driver. <laughs> That'll work. Big shocker, right? We didn't know that, yeah. right? Yeah. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody saw that one coming. Jeez. So, so the, the Elliott slash Earnhardt streak continues as Chase Elliott yeah. becomes the most popular driver. Now there was some interesting news from this though. They also announced the other four of the top five in no particular order. Although, I did see an order, and I don't know if it was a legit order or not. So, in no particular order, the the next four were Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Ryan Blaney. And the, the order list that I saw had Kyle Busch in second for most popular driver. What is up with that? I don't know how that's possible. Me neither. It couldn't have been right. I mean, I, I find it hard to believe he's in the top five. Honestly, First of all, him and Harvick. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Harvick being on that list is just as shocking as Kyle Busch. I mean, if you really think about it, the pool that you have to choose from, I mean, who else would you put ahead of them? Well, I think Blaney's probably – well, it depends on who's voting, though, because Kyle Busch sways younger. Well, everybody votes, though. I mean, as you can vote online. You can vote as many times yeah. as you want. 
So, I mean, Cowboys, maybe maybe you know, Rowdy Cowboys Nation should, got behind him a little bit. Or? Yeah. Rowdy Nation probably really bolstered him up. Because if you're a Kyle Busch fan, you're passionate about racing. Yeah. You can't just that is be true. a Kyle, You can't be a casual Kyle Busch fan. That is true. But I th- I feel like out of that group, Blaney had to probably be right there, too. I don't know. I would but, think so. Yeah, I could see where Kyle Busch has a bigger following. I mean, he's been around long enough. Does Shoot. it surprise you that Kyle Busch is in the top five most popular drivers over Jimmy Johnson? Oh, yeah, that surprises me. I mean, that does. Jimmy but should John- be up there, especially this year, because people are rooting for Jimmy again. Yeah, but he's so dang dry. He's always Jimmy's always been the master of the cliche. But, it, you know, this just goes to show you those boos are loud for Kyle. And there's a lot of very vocal Kyle haters. But he's got and I, I will vouch for this because when he's I got his fans, man, the first race I got to go to as a, a media member, it was well before I ever dreamed of covering NASCAR Our I worked for the paper here and our state representative played the national anthem for the truck series race down at MIS. And so I got credentials and I just went down for the truck series race. And, but before the race, I was hanging out on pit road where for driver intros and stuff. And Kyle, as soon as he came down pit road on his way for, for qualifying had just, just throngs of fans. And now, I mean, it's a cup driver in the truck series. And that was, there were, that was when not as many people were running in it and whatever, but it still, it, it showed you in that time. I mean, he, people hated him. People really, really hated him. And maybe more so than now, he, I think he's almost gained more, more respect now than then, but he had a lot of fans there. And so I think, I think it's an illusion that he has more haters than fans. I think there's a lot yeah. of Kyle Busch fans out there. Well, and I think this proves it. I think the, you know, a lot of the, the big dogs that have retired, they have to have somewhere to go. Right. And who are they familiar with other than, I mean, three of these guys on this list are probably the three guys that they can at least make an easy jump to. Right. Truex, Harvick, and Bush. Um, you know, where are, the, where are the Jeff Gordon fans going? Well, they probably went to Chase Elliott. And, you yeah. know, there's a few of them that probably dangled over to Kyle Bush or whatever. Um, but, yeah, they, they got to have somewhere to go. And Kyle, Kyle's really the leader of this next, you know, this next wave. He's, you know, the next 10 years are it's it's Kyle Busch. He's pretty much the face of the sport, if you really think about it. Right. And I mean, these we know that these were the next four, but we don't know what percentage they fall into. I oh, mean, sure, yeah. Chase Elliott Chase, could have gotten 85 percent of the votes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so you don't know. We don't know any of that. NASCAR is not going to reveal any of that stuff. So sure. yeah. um, but still, I, I found it pretty interesting that both Bush and Harvick were in that in that bunch. Blaney doesn't surprise me, um, except that he doesn't have the 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 wins behind him, I guess, but he's got the personality. A lot of people like him. Yeah. And he, he's got the new kind of <clears throat> new wave media yep. type that he's, you know, he's really pushing that. So yeah, with the podcast and all that stuff. And he's, <clears throat> he's definitely got the younger following with him. So I yeah, think that, sure. that doesn't surprise me at all. And Truex, he's, you know, he just won the championship and the story from this year, I think in, in Colorado. Sher- yeah. The Sherry Pollock, Pollock story too. And all that, there's so much there that helps him get into that position that, yeah. You know, and I mean, and he's not a bad, you, you know, the thing is, is we, we sit here and pick on Truex and we picked on him a lot towards the end of the season this year about him, you know, talking tough and not doing anything, but that sometimes appeals to fans too. He's not going to go out there and rough up somebody. So there, yeah, there aren't going to be a bunch of Truex haters because the only yeah. reason you can hate Truex is because you're a fan of a driver that wrecked Truex, you know? Right. I mean, it's not the other way around. Truex doesn't retaliate like that. So you're not going to hate him for that reason. So. Yeah, you can't really dislike Truex. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's 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 really hard to find. We we can sit here and bash him, but 
it's you can't find anything yeah, negative we, about we, him at all. Oh yeah, sure. We, yeah, we pick at him, and right. there's things that I find that annoy me about him sometimes. But it's not that I don't like Martin. Right. Truex Jr. Exactly. Same here. Hell of yeah, he's a hell of a race car driver and a dang nice guy. Yeah, and we've talked about here multiple times and how he's managed to resurrect his career a couple of times, and yep. it's a story that's that's uh, it's a neat story, you know. Yeah. Something we're, we're gonna be wa- most yeah, people we're gonna don't be get to do that. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be watching him again yeah. uh, start over here, at, you know, in February. Yeah, I think he's going to be scary in that car, but we'll see. We'll see. Could be, yeah, could be. Um, kind of a little snippet here. Motorsport.com reporting that NASCAR expects to have a fourth manufacturer probably sometime after 2020, maybe even a fifth that they are looking forward to encouraging other manufacturers to come to the sport. We've talked about this a little bit during the season. I don't know yeah, if there's did, really yeah. much here. We know somebody's going to come in, right? I mean, and, and I think yeah. NASCAR is going to open the door to foreign manufacturers too. I feel well, like they have to. Yep, and and we know that it's part of the reason for the horsepower reduction. Yep, it makes that cost of buying into NASCAR a lot cheaper. So yeah, we can. I would love if if there's one manufacturer I would bring in today. Kia, you want Kia, right? <laughs> yeah, I want <laughs> Kia. Please, please. Let's bring in the Kias. Yeah. The cars be driving down the, the straightaway and the tires would just fall off. Um, <laughs> no. I, uh, note, we would we I, are not asking for sponsorship from Kia, everybody. No. <laughs> um, I would love to get Mopar, yeah. Chrysler, Dodge. I'd get those guys back in the sport first. Yeah, I think that's more important than the foreign cars. They didn't want to leave. They, yeah, they did not want to leave in the first place. They just kind of got left in the... They kind of got left in the dust. Right. Now, that being said, they have kind of hinted that they're not pushing super hard to get no, back I know. in. So. I know, which is a bummer. But, but I, th- I think there's okay. definitely there's a de- there's definitely a couple foreign manufacturers that are going to be really interested in coming in, and I think you just have to look as far as other racing series to kind of get a guess as to who those are going to be. So For sure. Yeah. And, uh, what, I mean, I well, we've heard, what, BMW or Volkswagen. Yeah. Volkswagen's yeah. the big one. Yep. So, yeah, we'll see. Yep. Can't be a bad thing. We need more manufacturers. The no, more we, do. The no, more we, we do. got, the more funding and support yeah, we're going to have. See, I'd love to see five manufacturers. I think that would be great. Yeah. It would really bolster up the, the back of the pack for yeah. some of these teams. It would, give, it would definitely give an opportunity, too, for some of those. You know, we've got some big names that are, are struggling to, you know, make their mark with, you know, their team or their manufacturer because there's too much – there's yeah, too many big Roush. names to go around for the support. So yeah, Roush is a Roush is a great example. Yeah. They're the third Ford. Yeah, <laughs> technically, I guess like you could say they're fourth behind Wood Brothers, really, right. because Wood Brothers has that Penske affiliation. So yeah, you think of a team like that, for example, could could really you know emerge with with some sponsorship. Jack Roush is not going to go to anything. No, no, he's not leaving. Ford. <laughs> never in a million years. No, never. Oh God, that would be. There's no way. But a team like Petty would be another good example. Petty would jump in a second. Yeah, they're just stuck. You know, they've been they were stuck with Ford. Now they're stuck with Chevy, and they can't they can't get out of it. Yep. <clears throat> um, we had the Snowball Derby this past weekend. Noah Gregson gets the win. His last race with Kyle Busch Motorsports. He's moving over to jun- Junior Motorsports for the Xfinity Series next year. Um, natural progression of the uh, Kyle Kyle Busch Motorsports drivers is to yeah. go right to Junior Motorsports. <laughs> right. Right. He is becoming the training ground for them, for sure. My favorite part of the Noah Gregson win at the Snowball Derby was his attempted kiss on the Victory Lane girl. I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Holy smokes. He went for it. I heard he was getting some pretty heavy criticism about it, too, and I think that... He shouldn't have. It was just out of fun. stupid. 
I know it's like the, I get it's it. Like a, I get it. But come on, and I know we're. I'm. I tend to be more of a liberal person, and I know I'm speaking to probably a conservative fan base here because NASCAR tends to be more conservative, and so I'm probably not going to get much flack for saying this, but. We need to get. A, I get it. I get the up. whole movement, but yeah, lighten up, chill out a little bit. I, I think it's like uh, I don't remember who it was that was saying on one of the NASCAR shows on Sirius that you know you you got to make a move, and he made a move, and <laughs> he's sure he did it in a public way and in front of everybody and whatever. But he made the move, and it sounds like he failed. <laughs> I love how we're talking about NASCAR and making moves, and it has right. nothing to do with cars on the track. <laughs> yeah. Made his play, man. Gregson, man, he's. It, it, I tell you what, it's that's Gregson, that's him. Yeah, he's you a good you dude. guys like want him. personality in the sport? There's a guy. Yep. You know he's got it. I mean, at Eldora, he's walking around with a freaking straw hat and goggles on. It, like yeah. he's, he's a goofball, and that's it's coming. Yeah. I think Gregson's coming. Yeah, he's gonna be a contender for that Xfinity Championship this oh, year. Oh yes, he is. Yes, he's he gonna is. Be, he's gonna be really good. Yep, definitely. Um, NASCAR is moving forward with a multi-tier sponsorship program. Again, this is not really a surprise, but a little bit more coming out about it. It, it. I think NASCAR has actually talked about it now, according to this article from Sports Business Daily and our buddy Adam Stern. Um, reportedly, tier one sponsorship of around twenty million dollars is what they're looking for which it was rumored to be about $10 million previously, so it's double what they were originally talking about. But, of course, you shoot high when you start out, right? You don't, yeah. you don't shoot for the number you're expecting. You shoot higher than that. They didn't get five twenty million million sponsors. I'm no. telling you that. You know, that's not happening. Right. And that's, I can't see that happening. That you kind of jumped me on that one, but uh, that's what they're looking for is about five of those top-tier sponsors to, to make the season. And there's all kinds of different things that can go with this. They're talking about you know working in like title race title sponsorship, maybe sponsoring the West Coast Swing, things like that, um, that are different than what we have now. And so it's going to change the sponsorship structure all around, including with the races. Um, and there's even talk that down the road they may it may work into some of the team sponsorships as well. However, there's a lot of talk about how can you do that with the competition and all that. So a lot of stuff still to figure out there. But this is another one of those things that. It's it's that change, and there was a lot of talk on Sirius this week about it. Um, this is this is the future. Basically, Adam Stern says it's going to be similar to the the sponsorship deal used by the NCAA. I am not familiar with that. I don't know if you are, James, and what they're doing, and you could maybe explain it a little bit more. I I don't watch the NCAA, I, so I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, I do know it's it's similar to how soccer does it as well. Okay. Um, it's basically just on the structure side of things. Um, kind of like you said, there's the different tiers and. And sponsors appear different places, and and NASCAR it's going to vary, like right. you said. I mean, you 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 said it perfectly. You know, you could get a race sponsorship, West Coast Swing. Um, your your dollars that you spend, um, the sponsors will have a little bit more control of how those dollars are seen, um, which is which is pretty cool. I love, you know, we you and I talked about this. Shoot, I don't think it was almost a year ago or early, really early in the season. This is when we kind of first had heard about this, and I love this model. Yeah. I just think it, it opens the door for um, just, you know, more solid footing for funding. We don't have to worry about a company like Monster or Sprint, you know, wanting to get out and spending so much money that, you know, it just doesn't make sense for them either. So, you know, it's really interesting to me, too, is it this kind of feels a lot like we got an announcement uh, a couple months ago about the restructuring of what they're going to do with ARCA when NASCAR officially takes it over. I mean, they, they own it now, but when they they switch it up and 
this kind of feels like that from the sponsorship side too, to where you're going to see a very a similar setup with different segments of things like this. You know, like I said, the West Coast Swing is going to be sponsored by you know Goodyear or whatever, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I mean, that's all. We're in a really interesting time. We're going to talk about some other stuff later on. You know, everything that you look at, it's, oh, we're going to look at, they're looking at this for like 2020, 2021. So we're going to hit that period. We're about a year out of some major, major changes in the sport. Yeah. And honestly, we're not a year out. We're only a few months out because the first big change is coming next year with the aero package. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a huge change in the sport. We're going to see a lot of different things. I'm sure some people are going to get really uncomfortable, but hopefully yeah. it's in the right direction. And I, I think, think this is. Yeah, I think this summer, I mean, I think we know, we don't have to see, we don't have to speculate. We know that this summer coming up is going to be huge. Yes. When they're getting ready for the 2020 season, we're going to know what this aero package is doing. We're going to know all that. We're going to have all that data, but we're also going to know the schedule. This schedule is going to change. And, you know, we're going to see some new tracks on the schedule for 2020. I think it's, it's going to happen. And it's just going to, those dominoes are going to keep falling. Yep. I have a ton of this stuff coming out and it's just going to be a lot of news for everybody to kind of keep up with. I think it's going to generate a lot of excitement, which I think is going to be great. I hope so. I hope so. I hope it generates excitement. I hope it generates positive talk. Is that something we really need? I mean, we need that we as a country, um, but we really could use that in a sport too. We could use some positive talk. It's, it's time yeah. to, it's excitement. We need it. We, we need those. We need the people that are, that love this sport. To stop talking bad about it and support what they've got. And instead of talk, instead of ripping on the things you don't like, let's put some support into the things that you do like and let's grow those. And instead of it used to be you would you would look at the feedback and you would go, okay, everybody's really excited about this. Nobody's talking about this. We can scratch this thing that nobody's talking about. But now it's more cool to hate on the stuff you don't like and not talk about the stuff that you do like. And it's just counterproductive, guys. It's just it does us no good whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, we need yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just the online social media. Everybody's got a voice. Age. Yeah. Nobody it's... just keeps anything to themselves anymore. They just no. It used to be uh, you had to write a letter to somebody, and by the time you got done writing the letter, you realized that you were kind of just blowing off steam, and yeah, you'd throw the letter away, and now you just click the send button, and it's gone. Shoot, I've said I've said some stuff on this podcast, and I've gone back and thought to myself, <laughs> James, why did you say that? You didn't have to say that. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I marked those all down. <laughs> Good. That'll be on the blooper reel for everybody. Yep, yeah. Yep. I got. I've got a. I've got a file of them all. We'll just one of these days when I just want to destroy you. I'll just play. It. We'll do that as like a recap show this year. We'll just James's James's foot in his foot in his mouth. Here you go. Here you go. Yeah. Perfect. I like it. I'm on, I'll, I'm, I'm all for it. We get some sponsorship for it. Let's sell it. There you go. Right. <laughs> um. Another big news thing that we did not see coming at all. I mean, yeah, blindsided man, big, blindsided. Sh- big shocker. Um, was it this week or last last week? Was it, it last was this week, week that this week he announced he was leaving? No, last it week was he all announced this he was week. Leaving. It was all this week. I don't know. Anyway, Kurt Busch announces he's leaving Stuart Haas uh, Racing, and then announces he's joining Chip Ganassi Racing. He'll replace Jamie McMurray in the one car. And oh, by the way, he's bringing Monster with him. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, nobody. I think nobody's shocked by that whatsoever. Um, Ganassi does say he expects Murray, McMurray to still be a part of the team, uh, likely in some sort of owner or like uh, management role, and kind of hints that there's announcements to come in the coming weeks. So, 
We'll see McMurray in Daytona. Yep, he'll be he'll be running a car in Daytona. He'll be working somewhere on the team. Um, if not, maybe I don't know, maybe helping out with that forty-two car in so, the Xfinity series. Good move for Kurt. I don't know. I mean, why would you leave the best team in NASCAR? I just don't know why they didn't get it done. If he's only going to race, see that's the thing too. This is his last year, possibly. He hasn't. He hasn't. If said, he wins five races by Daytona, then there'll be a contract and a and that's an agreement with him and the team and Monster. Basically, they win five races by Daytona, they'll be signing a contract for the next year. He hasn't won five races in a season <laughs> since what his third or fourth year. Right. He doesn't win. He doesn't win races that much. I mean, he's, well, he's won, not I mean, going to do it in a Chip Ganassi car, probably. No, nobody won in a car from Trip Ganassi last year, and they have one of the best drivers in the in the series driving for them. I will I say one been. thing: the style <clears throat> of the one on the door is ba, man. Oh, the car looks fantastic. That <laughs> flat black. Ever since they, ever since Kyle Busch had it in the Xfinity series way back, that flat black monster car is one of the best cars out there. You could put that monster logo on any paint scheme, and it would look good. Oh yeah, it's just something about Monster. The, the that black and green. That's just their branding out. is so good. Yeah, I mean, it so is good. it is excellent. Um, so yeah, the the car looks sweet. The 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 style of the number looks awesome. I don't know. I don't I don't think feel like this is a step up for him. But I honestly think this has, in in listening to his interviews and reading some stuff on it, I think this has just as much to do with him working with Kyle Larson, as it does with him trying to win himself. Possibly. I yeah, think I, it's a he, mentorship thing with Larson more so. Yeah. I see that. I can, I agree with that. Which is interesting. Cause I still feel like down the road, Larson's going to end up over at Stuart Haas racing for Tony. I really wish he would just get over there. He's so awesome. He's so Kevin cool. Harvick could retire or something, but yeah. Harvick's running too, Harvick's running too dang good. He, he can't can take that 14 car over. Man. Send Boyer down the road. That's a, that's Sorry, a whole other podcast. Sorry, that's a whole podcast that I can't get into right now because <laughs> I'll get upset. I'll get upset, and it's just not worth it. Yeah. So uh, did you see the? Uh, did you see the Elijah Elijah Burke Elijah whosoever on Twitter? No, I did not. He had an announcement that he was going to drive the car, <laughs> and Kurt came sneaking up behind him and kind of shoved him out of the room. It was pretty funny. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's it's it was a good laugh. So our last real domino here is Daniel Suarez, which is looking more and more likely that he's going to go yeah, to Stuart Haas. They're just leaking. Did you see this today? No, I didn't. He's got an appearance coming up with a sponsor of Tony Stewart. Okay. There's there's an image of <laughs> Daniel Suarez. Uh, he's got some. It was on Reddit. He uh, looks like he's already hawking some of the Tony Stewart sponsors. Yeah. So it, that's. It's the last piece of the puzzle. So. Yep, they'll be in the 41 or whatever number they choose there, probably the 41. So one little interesting tidbit that came out this week, Spire Motor or Spire Sports and Entertainment, I think I'm saying that right. Yeah, uh, they purchased Furniture Racing, Furniture Row Racing's charter, the charter formerly, you know, Martin Truex's team. <clears throat> um, they're an agency that's worked with sponsors and drivers in, in the past. Um, they are planning to operate a race team with number 77. The driver and more will be announced later. Jamie um, <laughs> yeah, this it's really, it's interesting because the way the charter system works, this is the most, this was the most valuable charter available charter. This is the most valuable, valuable one that's changed hands since the charter system. 
the way yeah. it works because of where you finish in the previous years, it depends on it, it very it decides how much money you're taking in basically just to show yeah, up your bonus. Track. Yep. Yep. And so this is a team that won the championship two years ago and last year finished, you know, second. Yeah. And, a lot, and then they had 11th the year before that. And then uh, I think the year before that they were like fourth or something. So yeah. they've had some good, they've had some good points finishes. It's a very valuable charter. So there's, there's some money coming into this team that's starting up. Um, uh, James, do you think there's going to be a surprise here? Or do you think this is going to be some, lower tier driver uh, that we see pop into this ride that I think it's I think this is where McMurray goes for that Daytona five hundred. Okay. Um they have a they have a pretty good relationship with which is weird. So this this group they have a ton of different sponsorship or they have a ton of different partnerships. Jeff Gluck did a great job explaining this. Um if you go to JeffGluck.com and yeah, I did read not that read that piece yet but I read heard that, that piece, he did but he job. breaks it down. But they are like one of their big partners is Toyota and okay. they're gonna be running Chevrolets. Huh which is interesting but they are they are huge partners with chip ganassi uh kyle larson um dc solars one okay. of their clients as well so i didn't know that so that yeah that makes a lot more yeah, sense then. there's a lot of ganassi ties in there but they've also got ties with like i said like with toyota and um a few other sponsors out there so uh but i, I do believe that I, I don't know this is an interesting one we've never had somebody like we never had a group like this come in to, to own a NASCAR team. And this could be the start of something. Um, this could be the start of something big. Yeah. If you're going to start we might, off we might look back at this as a landmark moment. Yeah. I agree with you. I think this, this has potential to be one of those things. that's just like a, you look back a year from now and it's like, Oh yeah, that's right. That happened. But it also has yep. potential to be something that a couple years from now we look at and go, this was a defining moment in the sport period. Yeah, that's a big investment by by these guys, and a great investment. And for those who don't know, the the group is run. One of the guys who runs the group is Jeff Dickerson, um, who was Kyle Busch's spotter for a okay. long time, and his agent. Oh, there it is. Um, there it is, man. It's KBM. Yep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the next. Could be the KBM sponsors, or it could be the KBM team. There you go. Year. Kyle's leaving. He's gonna he's he's gonna make yeah. an announcement in the middle of the off season. There. Yep, there Week it before is. Daytona, he's heading to the seventy-seven car. But how cool! Uh, how how cool! I think this is kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I I am curious to see. And, and apparently that we have you know, a new team coming to NASCAR. That's yeah, a big deal. That, yeah, and they made a big investment in it. Yeah, they uh, bought the most expensive charter you could buy, and it's. I mean, it's cool. I hope they run full time. I guess I don't know if they're going to run full time. I think um, they have to to keep the charter. Oh, I guess and you're to get, right to they get the benefits from the charter. So they're going to have to run full time. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I didn't think about that. So yeah, they're going to have to be a full-time team. If they're not going to uh, run the full season, then this investment was stupid. Yeah. So, so do you, so you, well, maybe McMurray. Well, unless they do like a driver by committee thing. It, sh yeah, it sure isn't sounding like McMurray is going to run the whole season. No. So if they bring McMurray in for the 500, then they have to replace him for the next race but right. i mean there's drivers out there that are capable drivers trevor bain's looking for a job yeah i mean there's a lot of drivers out well, there. well and there was the talk uh, you know a few weeks ago that don't you we may not have seen the end of trevor bain so who knows maybe that's the yeah. thought here well here's another thing too so this this group they they work a lot with like i said dc solar and kyle larson as two of their big clients so what stops them from saying hey dc solar quit giving your money to chip and come give money to us yeah I, I guess this is weird this is gonna be we gotta watch this we mm -hmm. just gotta watch this well I, it's I interesting too it could 
at the same time, I mean, exactly what you're saying right there is one of the concerns too, because this could become, you know, some a conflict issue that creates some problems too. So it's it's going to be something that's going to be, like you said, worth watching. If this yeah, was the number sixty nine car, then I'd be I'd be looking to see what Greg Biffle's up to because <laughs> <laughs> this, this could have this could have the Biff all over it. But no, um, shoot, what's Matt Kenseth want to do? Is he want to come? Come and run he didn't some seem more, to or... want to run full time, but I mean, like there's, you said, there's a lot of drivers out there. Like you said, if you wanted to do a rotation of guys to, you know, stick stick Dale Earnhardt Jr. in this thing at Martinsville or Richmond, and you know, run a couple other guys, and who you knows? could make it like an all star car. You could. I mean, that would be kind of a cool thing. I've always thought that would be an awesome idea for a Cup Series team to do that, even yeah. though they're you know, bring Danica but... back, man. Oh Jesus! <laughs> you know, I'll say this about Danica really quick. Yeah, she's done a great job this year. Just look at what she's done to Aaron Rodgers. It's just, <laughs> I was wondering he's getting into fights with his brother on Twitter, and his team's terrible, and his, his head his coach team is got fired. better or worse than the Lions right now? They are – I think they are better by half a game. And they have the, no, but they lost the Lions. Who's, they lost the Lions. Who's, yeah, but, I mean, the standings are what matters. Who's leading the NFC North? Uh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be the Bears, is it? That I don't know. I John Gruden gave you the biggest gift ever. I haven't been watching a whole lot, but it feels like the Bears are leading that. Stupid Lions. <laughs> I don't even get it. No, it's, I don't even get mad anymore. The NFC. Just, oh, okay. This is this is a tangent, an off-season tangent, and not that we don't do them all during the season too. But so the great thing about the NFC North is, is like we get all excited. Oh man, our team is leading the NFC North. It's going to be. But then the NFC North sucks. It's so the crappiest division. As soon as they play anybody else, they're done. I mean, first round the only of playoffs, division out. worse is the yeah, and the only division worse is the NFC East all the time, <laughs> which has the lowly Cowboys and Redskins always duking it out, and <laughs> the Eagles and uh, yeah, yeah, the North's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, but except Canada. when except when the Packers are winning. When the Packers are winning, then they're like a contender. But Packers are the only team that's ever a contender in the NFC North. Danica came right in there and crashed the car, just like I mean. <laughs> It's just perfect for her. I love that. I didn't know where you were going, but oh. <laughs> the Packers are terrible, and it's all thanks to Danica. I'm so happy. There you go. She stopped rooting for the Bears. She's rooted for the Bears her whole life, and now the Bears are in, in first place, and her new team is at the bottom of the barrel with the Lions. Yeah, Good I, job. I like that. I mean, I'm. that's one thing we can get behind is our, our hatred of, of the Packers. Yes. Yep. So. Um, and offense. <laughs> So NASCAR seven and four or seven oh four games and the race team alliance have announced they are starting an esports league. I believe with NASCAR Heat, right? That's what the yes, plan is. it's NASCAR Heat. Yep. Yep. Seven so that is a seven oh four game. Yes. They are they are the makers of NASCAR Heat. I did just buy NASCAR Heat three because it was on what? sale for Black Friday. So so I got I have it. to come over there and play. It's uh it's not terrible. It's not not terrible. How's the dirt track? Uh, how's the dirt track racing on that? Eh, it's it's all right. Honestly, there's a there's a game for the iPhone, and I'm gonna look it up right now. Dirt tracking? It, yeah, it might be dirt tracking. That's the one I shared with you, I think, back in the day. Probably that one is much better than the dirt tracking in NASCAR Heat. The physics yes. are better. Um, the physics in the NASCAR Heat dirt dirt portions. I mean, the physics in NASCAR Heat suck. Period. Um, it's it's much. The problem with NASCAR games is you either have to go arcade or you have to go simulation and all of the games try to go in the middle and then it's not enough of a sim for the sim guys and it's not enough yeah. of an arcade for the arcade guys and it just kind of falls flat. I think 
of the I didn't play NASCAR Heat two either, but um, you know, based on the on the last one and all of the ones that Utenix or whatever how you pronounced it did, this is the best one so far. That's good. At least they're moving in the right direction. Yeah. They're never going to get it where I'm where I want it to be because I want it to be eye racing and you're not going to get that on a council system. So it's just not going to happen. Yeah. But uh, but this is a cool deal. I think, you know, this is a chance at NASCAR again to get younger fans into it. And and I think the esports thing is huge. Oh, Um, yeah. There's there's a lot of that going on right now. And honestly, I could see a day when NASCAR racing doesn't exist anymore. I mean, I'm not saying like in five years or 10 years or even. Um, but you know where NASCAR racing doesn't exist anymore because of emissions and all the laws and all that stuff. But you could still do it on you know a game system. And I know you know this is this is NASCAR Heat, but iRacing there's leagues in iRacing. iRacing has a sponsored yeah. league by NASCAR, the NASCAR Peak Antifreeze Series, and they broadcast live on the internet. And you can watch it. It's like watching a NASCAR race. Yep, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I've sat there and watched it for a few hours. I watch their recaps every week, which are pretty interesting. They're usually about five yeah. minutes long, and it's like watching the replay for the NASCAR race. It's great. Well, these these leagues, uh, you know, these esports leagues that sponsor that partner with teams and franchises, they're they're no joke. Right. Like the, the NBA has this massive NBA 2K league, and they have a draft, and they they promote it on all of their social platforms, just like it's real NBA basketball. It's, yeah. it's insane. And people are making a living doing this stuff. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I feel like I missed my window. I feel like I could have been the perfect fit for this esports league. Not back in the me. Day. I've never been, I've never played games enough to get good enough at them. Well, and I've been retired for so many years now that <laughs> it physically hurts to even, you know, stare at a screen. Yeah. <laughs> for See, 10 laps. I was that guy that would get like, WWE SmackDown and play it like hours and hours and hours and get so good at it. And I'm just like, excellent. And I'd take it over to my buddy's house and I'd be like, yeah, let's play WWE. I'm going to kick all you guys butts. You guys never played it before. And just, and then just get smoked by them. So <laughs> like, I don't, I, I'm the one person with, with online gaming. I could not give a crap less whether a game has online gaming. Grand Theft Auto is like my favorite video game ever. I'm so disappointed that they have GTA online because they're putting all this effort into expanding that. And I don't care because I don't want to play online with other people because they're way better at me and at it than me. And they have way more time to put into it than I do. Oh, I know. So I I hate online stuff. That's honestly, James, that's the biggest reason I haven't done iRacing other than the cost is that I have to race against other people and my skill level. I don't have the time to put in to make my skill level up to that level. And then at the same time, like I, I did when, when Arca Sim Racing was big, I did a league with that and you'd wreck. And if you wreck when you're playing the game by yourself against the AI, you wreck the field, no big deal. Well, you wreck the field in there, everybody's ticked off at you. Oh, yeah. So you have to be good or you look like an idiot. So, yeah. but now um, iRacing is working. For it. What's that? I said they'd be coming for you after you wreck the whole field. <laughs> yeah. I remember getting yelled at by many five year olds. <laughs> The old NASCAR games I used to play on Xbox. So iRacing's adding AI, and that's making it really tempting to me again. But fortunately, I'm a Mac guy. I don't have a PC that can run it. And so until that happens. There's going to come a day where you're just going to bite the bullet. Oh, it's going to come. It, it'll come eventually. I probably will no longer be married when that happens. But <laughs> <laughs> if, you know, right. I'm not saying that I would, I would, you know, not be married and then play iRacing. I'm saying that 
iRacing would cause me not to be married anymore. Well, yeah, because you'd start <laughs> skipping work. Yeah. And, like, the kids would have a hockey game, and you'd be like, yeah, you know, I'll be there. And then you'd just be sitting there staring at the screen. But you know? see, see, that's the other problem, too. Like, when I played Arca Sim Racing, the reason I got into a league was, I mean, one, it's cool to be in a league. But, two, you could never count on there being full fields. You, you, I couldn't just get on at 2 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep and go play on the computer and race other people because it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Nobody's racing. You know, right. and I mean, iRacing has a much bigger audience than they did, but still, that's the other problem with online gaming is online gaming is only as good as the other people that are playing the online game at the same time. So, right. Exactly. Wow. That was a tangent. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> it's our annual off season NASCAR video game discussion. Yeah. See this Which week, we'll... there's actually news to discuss. So we're going to talk about news. We'll do a little bit of sidetracking by the, you know, you know, probably I, I'm thinking it's it's December. December is going to be pretty hectic for us as far as the schedule for this podcast, unfortunately, with the holidays and everything. And you guys are all busy, too, anyway. So it's not going to yep. matter to you guys. You're not going to notice that we're not here as much. Uh, but come January, February, you know, especially early January, we'll start. Things will get a little bit calmer and we'll have a little bit more time to do this. We'll probably do it a little bit more often. And we're not going to have anything to talk about like this new stuff. So we're going to just yeah. the whole thing is going to be a tangent. Tonight almost was that way. There were almost yeah. no show notes, but. I put some together and now we actually have something to we kind of had stuff us. to talk about, yeah. which is, you know, that won't happen somewhat, all off season. Yeah. It's somewhat <laughs> disappointing too. Cause I like when we, uh, I know. you know, on tangents <laughs> right, and just ramble. Right. Uh, speaking of news, John Hunter Nemechek will pilot the number 23 for GMS racing in the Xfinity series next season. Full time. Um, I don't think it's a surprise that somebody grabbed up, uh, John Hunter. He's a pretty hot commodity. I would think. He's dang good. I'm surprised that Ganassi didn't stick him back in the 42. Well, they got uh, they got Chastain. They got so Chast- I know they went with Chastain over John Hunter, which I <sighs> I would go. Ch- I think Chastain. I think Chastain's better than Hunter. Well, right now, yeah, I think true. John Hunter's. You know, John Hunter's got a little bit of a brighter future. You think maybe? so? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that's, that's I an mean, interesting one. I think he they're was probably really both. good in that car. John Hunter was. Yeah. But so was Chastain. Yeah. You know, that car was good. Yeah, and John Hunter had more time in that car than Chastain did. Yeah. So John Hunter only ran John Hunter only ran like eighteen races this year and he still finished thirteenth in points. He was right. like he was good. <laughs> he was good, but yeah, he uh that car that car itself was really fast yeah. all year. Yep. So um yeah, and I don't think it's a surprise to see John Hunter get a ride. Um, GMS is a good fit for him with Spencer Gallagher stepping away. Yeah, Um, that is a good ride. And, you know, that's that's a good – it's a really good place for somebody who's looking to move up because GMS, I'm sure, is still looking at the opportunity to go to Cup eventually down the road. Well, we've talked about – you know, earlier on the podcast, we talked about manufacturers coming in, man. That GMS would be ready to prime – prime to jump, ready to jump. Yep. It's a good move for John Hunter. I think he – He'll be good there. Definitely. Definitely. He'll run good. He'll run good. And it's a good opportunity. He's going to be a championship contender this year. GMS is a good team. So he's, he's definitely going to have the equipment he needs. He'll be a contender. Yeah. John Hunter, John Hunter did have one win last year at uh, Kansas late in the season. Yeah. He won in the 42 car, right? Yep. One in the 42. And did he, uh, did he win a truck series race? Cause he ran a few races in the truck series. He ran, uh, he ran, he did run, uh, excuse me. He won one truck series race this year. Okay. Um, he won that race for his daddy. Okay. How many races so did he run in the truck series? 
He did not run. This is the first time he didn't run a full schedule. He only ran 18 of the 23 races. Right. Um, he did not run for points. He ran. He elected to do the points in the Xfinity Series. I know he ran in the Truck Series race at Kentucky because he hit about everything out there. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> he yeah, no kidding. He um, he's he's been pretty consistent in the Truck Series, winning every year. Um, yeah. Couple couple full full time seasons there, but in a team that's um, generally not funded. Yeah, the card usually has no sponsorship. Yep. Every time you look at the race logs on Racing Reference, it's usually just, you know. Well, he did have some sponsorship this year, though. He had some, yes. I think yeah. I think that's what determined the schedule is when they had sponsorship, they ran for the most part. He ran 18 He ran eighteen Camping World Truck Series races and 18 Xfinity Series. So that's that's pretty much a full NASCAR s- schedule right there. So right. that's pretty – I mean, he did, he did pretty good. I mean, that's a lot of races. Kept so. himself out there. Yep. Yeah, and ran dang good in that in the Xfinity series, man, he, the guys that he finished next to in points all had like full schedules, right? He ran basically half the races. So that's pretty good. Um, this next story, I, I am not joking when I say it's a pretty big surprise. Um, I was pretty surprised to see this and it's, it just, it's another look into that, into what we're dealing with in NASCAR right now. So NASCAR truck series champion, Brett Moffat gets the boot from Hattori racing. Um, Hattori basically wants a driver that's more marketable. He's better able to attract sponsorship. And so uh, Moffitt's without a ride. He just won the championship and had a spectacular season in the truck series and an underfunded team, and he's out. Yep. I mean, gone. that's crazy. Yep. You got to think he's going to land somewhere, right? I Somebody's got to gobble him up, but he doesn't have the sponsorship. He doesn't have any. He Brett Moffitt doesn't bring any boy why I, though i don't get it why does he not bring anything because a he's a good driver he's proven that he's he makes spectacular moves he gets attention and his personality is good too he was really good this year and that team didn't know that they were going to the track right i from, don't get that he he won at atlanta and that was enough to get him to what how what, chicago maybe yeah. daytona well chicago was it was Daytona because Chicago, they weren't sure they weren't going to make it to Chicago and they got sponsorship on Tuesday to go to Chicago. Yeah. Gateway. No, it got to gateway. Yeah. It got him to gateway, which he went, then he went to Chicago and won. Yeah. And that helped get him through the season, which is just, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. I just, I don't understand why he can't. He won six races. Yeah, why can't I don't understand why he can't bring the sponsorship. I can't. I don't understand people why won't people won't sign now, on with this kid. Just to play devil's advocate, maybe that team thinks with sponsorship, yeah, that we won the truck series championship, struggling. Right. But if we got another driver in here that brought us some extra sponsorship, we could be just as good. Maybe they maybe they think they can be just as good. Well, I'm sure that's the reasoning behind it. I don't I don't fault the team for the it's decision. Like Moffitt hasn't had chances elsewhere yeah but he it's, just he's it's not, not like not, it's not like he was driving out. a kbm truck this year you know i know he won the dang i know he won the <laughs> so, i mean he, his average finish in this truck was 8.9 for the whole yeah. season he he was really good yeah i don't get he this. closed out the season he he went bang bang first and first and pretty much stole that championship yeah well he stole the season i mean honestly yeah yeah, he was the best driver in the series this year, and he shouldn't have been. Yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I, this one's tough. I, 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 I'm struggling to understand it. And I, I he, hope he lands somewhere. I hope he gets a, gets himself a ride that's a decent ride because, 
I mean, he, if anything else, he deserves to get a chance to back up the championship, but I'm of the mindset that if you win a championship in one of these lower series, you deserve the next step. Yeah. I don't think yeah. you win a championship on a fluke. He, and no. that's the thing. Like if he would have made it through and like just squeaked into the top eight at the end and just squeaked by to keep going into the round around around and then wins the, the last race to get the championship, I'd say, yeah, I could see that. But no, he was, he was a, a top truck all season long. Yeah. I know it's he, his career is so weird. You know, he got, he, he made it up to the cup series, basically ran a full schedule in 2015 and didn't race hardly at all in 2016. Right. Like he ran six truck races, which one of which he won. <laughs> and then 2017, same thing. He barely races. And then he comes out this year and wins the freaking championship mm-hmm. in the truck series after racing a handful of, of national series races. It's just an incredible story. Yeah. And now it ends with just the saddest of endings. Hopefully, hopefully his story is not done though. Hopefully he can, he's got to find something. Somebody's got to pick him up. Well, there's gotta be a truck series team out there that would want to put him in their truck. Yeah. Can you imagine him in a KBM truck? That's what I'm saying. Why can't KBM pick him up? Cause they're, they focus on the younger, the, not... he was only 25. Yeah, I know, but he's, he's not at that beginning of his career right anymore. I don't, I don't think he's, I don't think he's the right demographic to be in a KBM truck. True. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's it's, tough. It's too bad. It's definitely too bad. I mean, this is, I hate that we've had, now we've had a defending series champion have to lose his ride in the cup series. Mm-hmm. And now we have a truck series champion lose his ride. Yep. It's just, I don't know, sports in a weird spot. Yeah. Um, one story I want to jump back to, too, that I completely forgot about because I didn't put it in the notes. And if it's not on the teleprompter, I don't read it. Um, back to the <laughs> the first story of the night, the the uh, most popular driver award. Also winning most popular driver this year, Noah Gregson in the truck series and Elliot Sadler in the Xfinity series. Those were your most popular drivers this year. So fair enough. Elliot fair Sadler, enough. I think was, I don't know. People, people like Elliot, but I think it was more of a sentimental thing. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, last story, which could potentially be something we talk about a lot, or it could be something we gloss over here real quick. Um, but this is, I think it's pretty big news. NASCAR may be looking to put a cap on team finances. Um, this has been talked about and rumored for a number of years Everybody's saying there's no way to do it because everybody's independent. It's not like they're under one organization, blah, blah, blah. But they've hired Deloitte. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. But they hired a firm to audit the team's finances and try and create a common accounting platform. And again, this is something we could see coming around 2020, 2021. But we could see a salary cap in the NASCAR Cup Series. What do you think about this, James? I'd love it if they could pull it off, but I just don't think it's possible. (laughs) It'd be, it'd be you... excellent, but yeah, I don't I don't know how you do it. Yeah, I don't know how. Unless you cap, like, if there's a driver's salary cap. I Unless don't know. you restructure the whole thing. I mean, we've got the charters now. Is there a way to restructure the ownership to to put it under it more would of help. an umbrella? You got the RTA. I mean, the teams are – some of the teams are interested in this. If you can get the support to do it. Yeah, if you have the backing and the funding, and then you could put in a cap, the thing things like the Brett Moffat losing his ride would stop. Right. I think I think that would be the way it would would work out. But you know, it's hard to say. It's how are you going to stop every team from 
And then what about the lower-funded teams who can't even spend anything? Right. I mean, they, they barely make it to the track. What are you going to do with them? It's tough for me to know. Is there a cap floor? I don't even – yeah, right. I don't even know if – I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence over salary caps to begin with. Um, I'm a Red Wings love- fan, obviously, with hockey, and the salary cap ruined the Red Wings because they, <laughs> yeah, they-, they were the New York Yankees of hockey. They would just buy up everybody and build a dynasty and – you know, the last couple cups were, you know, that type of hall of fame teams that you'll never see again in hockey. So yeah. I don't know. It, it's so when you're on the, when you're on the winning side of the no salary cap, it's good. When you're on the losing side, it sucks. So, well, even like, uh, you know, I, another note against the salary cap, if, if you look at the NBA and what the golden state warriors have built with their slew of all stars on one team mm-hmm. and, they just they were they kind of hit the timing just right and were able to to uh, get all of these all stars on one team and now the other the rest of the league can't catch them because of the salary cap right so they're they're all kind of stuck and there's just one team that kind of kicks everybody's butt so it can, it can go either way that's kind of a rare example but right I do I am a fan of a salary cap in sports because I think you need to do something to make the incompetent organizations at least look competent. Well, we need to do something to bring the spending down in the sport. I mean, again, we've, we've talked about it a a ton, but when you have the defending championship winning team closing because they can't afford to continue operating. Yeah. That is a problem. And that, you know, regardless of how you fix that problem, you have to fix it. Right. Or you're not going to succeed. We're not going to continue because, yeah. you know, Hendrick's not going to be around forever. Penske's not going to be around forever. These guys, Roush is not going to be around forever. We lose any more of these big teams. We're going to be really hurting in this sport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, a salary cap by no means fixes everything. No. I mean, the NFL is a salary cap league, and we still have the Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns. Right. Like, there's, you're always going to have the bottom feeders. There's right. nothing you can do about it. But, you know, if, if it helps – curb some of that stuff then yeah i think it would be a good thing for sure yeah yep it's definitely worth looking into and i'm glad they are and uh we'll be we'll see if they can uh come up with something that works it'd be pretty yeah good pretty good yep. i i am i agree i'm i'm on the on the boat of i don't know if salary cap is the way to do it i don't or, or a spending cap i don't know how you do it but you've got to get the cost down um and i don't know if it's as simple as you know, I don't think it's as simple as templates or, you know, composite bodies like they have in the Xfinity series or, you know, crate crate motors, things like that. I don't think it's as simple as that because the teams that have the money are still going to spend the money in other areas. You know, yep, they'll that, find their advantage, that money that they're spending on the engines. They don't have to spend on the engines anymore. They're just going to spend in a different part of the car. And, you know, these I honestly, James, I don't think these teams should be able to build their own. OIS systems in their shops, but they do, they've got the money to do it. So several of them have done it. And yep. I don't, I don't, I guarantee you that, you know, front row motorsports doesn't have an OIS system in their shop. No. So, but, but Hendrick does, you know, and that's, I, I just, yep. that type of stuff, it shouldn't be allowed and it allows these teams to gain that advantage. But like I said, they're, they're going to spend that money somewhere regardless, unless you find a way to keep them from spending it. But yeah, because Hendrick Hendrick Motorsports isn't going to go to Napa and say, "Hey, well, there's a salary cap now. Will you give us less money?" Right. 
Like that's not how that's not how it works. And Chip Ganassi <laughs> owns a tunnel, an old railway tu- or a, an old highway tunnel out in the mountains in the Appalachians. I think it's in Pennsylvania. That it's like a couple mile tunnel that they use to test. It's basically like a wind tunnel, but it's not. They can actually drive down the road, but the environment's controlled. It's a really cool story about it. I stumbled across a while ago. Um, but that you can you can drive a car down it and it's completely controlled because there's no wind because it's a tunnel and it's all this whole top secret thing and Ganassi owns it. They test the cup cars there. They test the awesome. car there. Yeah, it's crazy. There's it's it, they take a run down to the end and then there's a there's a um, like a, a spinning wheel like a lazy Susan on the end that spins the car around and they shoot it back down the other way. It's That's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so again. They're going to spend the money somewhere, so you can't... It's called the Laurel Hill Tunnel. I did not there you know go. this existed, and I see pictures of it. It's crazy. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty neat. So, um, yeah. The tunnel this... is... Yeah, it's a part of the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Yep. The tunnel is currently used by Chip Ganassi Racing for high-speed race car dynamic testing. There you go. That is really cool. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I learned something today. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, James. Wow, good one. <laughs> well, since I taught you something, I think that's I. We're, I think we're done with the news, right? That is the end of the news. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else it. we need to talk about before we uh, head no, on we out of here for? Yeah, one thing we didn't mention was yeah. uh, we get Bob Pockers a job. Oh yeah, that's too People. bad, man. I, I haven't heard an update. Is is he found anything yet or not yet? I think he's on con- under con. I think we'll hear something in January. Okay. He's under contract. I think until the end of the year. I, I think I gotta think. He says Pac he's still is... working. Okay. He's got his ESPN laptop and he's gonna be working until the uh, until the end. So I gotta think he's gonna be he's gonna land somewhere. I had a crazy idea. Here's <laughs> here's a crazy idea for Bob. Bob, come work for us. No, right. Sure. Well, no, <laughs> seriously, guys. I'll tell you what. All we need is a bunch of patrons yep, to jump on patreon.com slash the super speedway hop on there, <laughs> throw some money in and we will chase Bob down. We will, yep. we will find him. We'll contact him known, on the Twitters. Yep. yep. He's been known to retweet followers. Yes. So we could probably find him. We, I mean, I'll tell you what, uh, some money on Patreon would, would do it. So I'm, I'm going to say this on the podcast and I hope, and if somebody decides to, to bring it up, they can take credit for it. I don't care. Here's what I thought. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Bob Pockers has done everything there is to do in NASCAR, and we don't want to see him go. We don't. Right. We love Bob, and he's the best, and he's the best in the business. However, <laughs> we are seeing massive growth in what form of racing, Eric? What is the one form of racing where we are seeing people showing up and lots of interest? Dirt track? Dirt track racing. Okay. What if Bob Pockers became the main guy for something like the World of Outlaws and all of the dirt track scene? What if it was just what if it was Bob on that beat instead of everybody else? That's interesting. What if Bob made that his new corner? Interesting. Wouldn't that not be great for the dirt track industry to have that resource? That'd be pretty big, but I don't know. You think Bob could carry? I mean, I know Bob can do anything. He can do anything. But I don't know, man. I don't want to see him a lot of races. He's really hard to cover. He's got to stay in NASCAR. He's going to find himself a spot. Oh, somebody will hire him. You think NBC and Fox Sports and all these other these 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 places with the NASCAR investment aren't licking their chops, going, "Yeah, we'll take Bob." Right. Bob's fine. Yeah, I think he'll be good. 
I just I think it's I think I one thing I do think though it's worrisome that ESPN is backing even further away from NASCAR. Yeah. And uh, you know USA Today is already pretty much eliminated all their coverage. They barely have anything on their site. So right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it leaves more opportunities for people like us. I but guess. The problem yeah. is is people need to pay us to do it too. I mean, yeah, you can't get it for free, right? Yeah, honestly, you know, every bit of coverage that we've done has been out of pocket. There's been nothing that has been funded by anybody. So, yeah. um, you know, I just read an article. Uh, I don't remember who the guy was, so I don't want to name him. Um, but he's uh, he's one of Jeff Gluck's patrons, and he's on Jeff Gluck's message board. And he just did an article. He's been covering NASCAR for a few years and kind of doing it, scraping by and doing what he can. And he's he said this is going to be his last year covering it unless he can find a full-time gig doing it somewhere because he just can't afford to keep doing it and can't yep. can't handle the stress of it anymore. And, you know, I've – I know what I went through to go to five races this year and I can't imagine, you know, trying to do the whole thing and, and not having the funding or have not having uncertain funding. You know what, yeah. what Jeff Gluck's doing is great with Patreon, but Patreon's only as good until those people go somewhere else. And fortunately for him, he's been able to sustain what he's got. Yeah. Um, he had, but he needed the platforms before Patreon to build right. his follow. Yeah, exactly. He would never, exactly. Yeah. Let's look at us. We have one patron. You know, yeah. and it's somebody that I know, you know, that's, that's right. how, that's what we're doing. So it'd be like, easier to have a Patreon page if you were at not, not, I don't take this out of context because what Jeff Gluck's doing is not easy. Right. I, but if, it, if, but if working for USA Today was your full-time job and you were building following like yeah. Jeff did, yeah, you could start a Patreon page and, and do well. Like, Jeff, I mean, Jeff's proven that model works and it's, right. you know, it's fantastic. It's, it's not, because... it's not USA Today that did it for Jeff. And I know that's not what you're no, saying. Jeff, no, Jeff no, had his social media following beforehand and had yeah, the support of those people and that, that helped him do it. I mean, yep. we, we didn't have that. We don't have the social media following. And so it's, it's tough to do this. And, you know, so and Bob's, Bob's built his social media following through straight up hard work. Yeah. And he's had great platforms along the way and he's done a lot of work and, and Bob could likely yeah. do the Patreon thing too, and probably do his own thing, but that's not for everybody either. You, I mean, yeah, trust but me. then yeah. how many patrons can you have if, if you have Bob, right, exactly. you know, are you going to pay Bob and Jeff to both be at Kentucky on a, you know, on a Sunday? Right. And I mean, like we're doing the Patreon thing and, and Patreon's up there, but obviously we're not getting, making anything off of it. And nor do I have much expectation. It was just a, Hey, you know, if somebody wants to contribute, this is how we can do it. That's why I don't sit here and push it throughout the entire podcast. We mentioned it at the end and that's it. Um, but you know, it's, I don't know where I was going. <laughs> I completely, well, I mean, the train just freaking derailed. Oh, I, you know, if somebody, I would much rather be in a situation where somebody was paying me to do this or I was working for a company and they were paying me to go to the track versus trying to fund it through Patreon or out of pocket or through other jobs or whatever. It's just, this isn't the way to go if you don't have to. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't think, you know, Gluck went this way because it, it works with his family situation and everything too. And yeah, so, he could do it. I mean, yeah. he, he put a, he put everything on the line for it and man, it worked and there's, it's awesome. There's not a lot of Jeff Glucks out there. So, no. you know, yeah. and a lot of people yeah. are having success on Patreon, but not, a lot of NASCAR people are having well, Jeff, success on Patreon. Jeff if is anybody, the NASCAR guy. Right. There, there's only two NASCAR writers I think who could pull it off, and it's Jeff and Bob. Yeah. If Bob wanted to do it, he could still do it. I mean, he could do it. Right. But if, if, if Nate Ryan did this, he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to survive, I don't think. And yeah. he's probably the best NASCAR writer outside of Bob. Yeah, I, w I agree with that. 
I mean, yeah, Dustin. I mean, Dustin Long. If Dustin Long did Patreon, you know, I, I mean, it's not it's not a sustainable model for the guys like that. Right. So we need Bob. Just, yes. You know, come on, Bob. Somebody <laughs> hire Bob. Yes. Yes. Definitely. He's the best. He <laughs> is like he's like Michael Jordan, and the rest of the sports writers are just kind of you know. <laughs> they're good there's lots of good ones but there's only one michael jordan yeah bob's great i don't think he's got any intention of going anywhere so we'll see him around uh, somebody's gonna hire him up i don't know where he lands though if, like nbc seems like they're full yeah i don't know though you might boot somebody for bob dustin i, I mean they yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know you can't pay nate ryan what i mean nate ryan's the he's kind of the lead dog over there right Seriously, guys, bring send us the Patreon. Get on Patreon. Send, we'll us, send us the cash. We will put a tier up if uh, if you donate ten thousand dollars. If you if you subscribe for ten thousand dollars a month, <laughs> we'll hire Bob. Ten thousand a month, perfect. <laughs> no, we'll make Bob our boss. Right? Yeah, we'll and, we'll turn the whole thing over could, to Bob. Then he, then he could fire us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> no. you slackers ah uh, yeah <laughs> all right on that note i guess that would be our shout out of the of the week is bob yeah yep hire bob hashtag yep. hire bob hashtag hire bob all right james where can they find you on social media if they want to chat with you during the off season uh at james kush on twitter you can follow me at t super speedway on twitter also at eric 8199 on twitter probably where i'll be more so than the other account uh, you can find the podcast on Facebook at facebook.com slash the super speedway. You can find us on our website at this, the super speedway.com. Uh, you can find the podcast up there, show notes, links, to all the articles we talked about today um, and all kinds of other stuff on there. You can find the podcast on iTunes, Google play and SoundCloud. As I said, if you want to become a patron and support what we're doing, visit patreoncom slash the super speedway. Um, I'm not going to tell you when we're going to be back cause we will be, and it might be next week. It might be the week after Christmas is coming. Who knows? Uh, but we'll be back as soon as there's some breaking news and when we have some time to get back here. And uh, if nothing else, you'll see us probably more regularly starting in January. But uh, we'll be back. We'll be back before Christmas for sure. Yep. And Daniel, Daniel Suarez going to Stuart Haas is not considered breaking news, <laughs> right. people. Yeah, that's not big enough uh -huh. news to bring us back specifically. No. It has to be big breaking news. Yes. Kyle yeah. Busch Motorsports to the 77 car. That's that's yeah. the news that's going to bring us yep. back. <laughs> yep. Kyle Busch is moving to Chevrolet. Yep. If you're, that's, if that's, you're, that's the type of news we're talking about. If you're really missing us, send us a message on Twitter, hit us up on Facebook. And if you beg enough, we might come back earlier. I mean, all I gotta <laughs> do is, all I gotta do is fire up the Skype machine here and put my headset on. So I'm not, I'm not that far away. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right, guys. Well, thanks. Thanks for joining us here in the off season again. Uh, we'll be back at least one time before Christmas. And, uh, and if not, we'll, we'll talk to you in January and continue going, but when the news happens, we'll be here. And uh, I guess that's it. Until then, everybody, let's go racing. Uh -huh.